0: Welcome to Sonic Talk episode 610, recorded uh, live on Wednesday the 11th of March 2020. Spring, no, it hasn't quite sprung, but it's getting there, there's... No, it's it's uh, we've got. There's a cherry a cherry tree at the back, or is it an apple tree? I can't tell, but it's in blossom. You can see out the window. Well, you can't see it. I can see it, so I always can tell when spring's around because, whenever the windows open, and I've got as a result, I've gone for a sort of daylight vibe today because I felt it was a little bit more cheery given the, the nature of all the crap that's going on around us. Um, but. We're not really a weather podcast. We're talking about music production, electronic music, live music, musical instruments, uh, synthesizers, uh, production, uh, software, the things that surround the technology that allow uh, the human race to make music. recorded music and perform music. That's kind of what we're about. I want to say thank you very much to our friends over at Isotope. Isotope will be uh, giving a prize away of the fabulous Isotope Ozone 9, which is a a brilliant mixering and mastering um, plugin, which will help you get the best out of your masters. More on that a little bit later. But uh, right now, I think we should probably say, well, we'll say hello to our friends over at the IRC. Hello there. And some of our friends over at YouTube. I will point out, actually, before I go to our guests, um, if you're wondering what why there's not so many people watching live uh, it's because youtube's interface has changed a little bit and i didn't set it to be uh, a live broadcaster had it to be unlisted, which is what I always used to do, uh, but it, it still sent out notifications and now it doesn't anymore. But now I know I won't do it again. So it's a small but select club. There's still plenty of people here. Uh, anyway, we'll say hello. we got Mr. Charles Chickie Reeves there in his studio in London, which is looking extremely, well, it's looking great, actually. It looks very welcoming and somewhere I would like to work. I see you've got your grandmother in the, in the room mm. with you there. And, yes. uh, and, yeah a, and a few other things besides
1: I do um, and i 've got everything on because i 'm about to go through and create a sample collection of musical phrases done on all of those, so i 'm going to start that tonight as soon as I finish this. Have you got a
0: Wow, the musical phrase is preordained or are you just going to see what comes out
1: I'll see what comes out and i 'm going to print everything onto uh, my Hold on, let's see if I can reach it. I can, yes. I'm going to print everything onto this. Oh, wow. High
0: fidelity. uh,
1: Yeah. And uh, with DBX and then pull the DBX out and see what happens. And uh, things like that, you know. So I'm going to take, there's a bunch of, like, I've got a huge sample library also. So I I mean, for like the K2000 and so forth. So I'm going to transfer a lot of that stuff. It's all proprietary. I'm going to transfer a lot of it onto tape see what it sounds like, and if it's good, I'll put it out. <laughs> if it isn't, so I'll well use I suppose it. suppose <laughs> the
0: thing is, musical.
1: Oops, oops. I think I just lost you.
0: There we go, because I pressed the
1: wrong button. Musical
0: oh. phrases, you know, before you had to sort of say it's in this key, this tempo, it doesn't matter anymore, does it? You just kind of like whack it on the timeline and the door will kind of deal with it pretty much yeah what do you want to have happen to this yeah
1: i'm doing a lot of stuff with studio one these days and studio one is just for like just making things just work in time and in key it's just it's great it's really great i'm a big fan um so So yeah so just broken
0: the space time continuum we can do just whatever we like whenever we want
1: that's right awesome that's right
0: Excellent. Well, lovely to have you, Charles, uh, and Glad also we have Mr. Steve Hillier. He hasn't been around Hello. for ages, and now we can't get rid of him. <laughs> Not that we're trying <laughs> yeah, to, of like, course.
2: Like a virus. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, sorry, I, I, I just lost the the, um, the, the uh, internet connection here. Maybe Brighton's gone down, But so I missed yeah. whatever was being said just then, but, um, but I'm back on 4G, and it seems to be working all right. It does.
0: You're a little bit fuzzy, but you, we've got you. That's the main thing. Uh, it's better than nothing. Yeah. That's the that's the main yeah. Thing. And of course, um, yeah. Steve, Steve uh, product, producer, educator, songwriter, and all of those things. What are you uh, What are you currently doing? You've got. I noticed. You haven't, I can see that the lights on aren't on. Aren't on on all of your keyboards.
2: No, um, today hasn't been a music day. I uh, just before we finished. Uh, sorry, just before we I came on on air to this, I've just finished uh, quite a large project, which is a, a new website that hopefully will be going live uh, next week. Can't really uh, give any details until it, it goes live, but it's something that I've been working on um, for the last three or four months. It's uh, essentially to do with songwriting, ah. um, but it's so but it's mainly uh, text as opposed to. Uh, video and and graphics and that kind of thing. It's more of a a read than it is a a watch, which is something that I've wanted to do for quite a while because there's there's plenty of stuff um, out on the web now that is video-based, and that's all great. But there are certain circumstances when it's nice just to read something. So I've got 38,000 spell-checked and edited words that will go online hopefully (laughs) next week. Um, oh wow sounds That's like awesome. quite a lot. it does well have, yeah, you, ever, yeah. have you seen there's a, the, I think
0: it's gear news uh they post at the top of every page it tells how long it's likely to to take you to read so you've
2: got an idea of how many I mean... words you're
0: getting into <laughs>
2: maybe leave that off yours yeah mm. i am not going to do that i've maybe put up something <laughs> which well, of this it's okay i won't <laughs> take it personally but um no it, it should be up uh at the end end of next week of course Something that I know that we're going to be talking about shortly is, is it sensible really to launch anything at the moment when wow, the, the news wires are full of something completely different and uh, probably more important, quite frankly. So well, I'll maybe put it back a little bit.
0: I can totally, I can totally, I mean, this is, you know, this is, we, uh, once again, we have another elephant in the room. After last Week's elephant seemed to generate an enormous amount of uh, conflicting opinion, shall we say. I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to go there again. Uh, this week, uh, obviously, we have to mention the spread of the coronavirus. You know, it's beginning to affect a lot of people's kind of plans for the summer or for the spring. I mean, we had, at the beginning of the week, we had Music Mesa uh, cancel. Uh, or postpone to as an undeclosed date and yesterday or l- late last night uh, there was synthplex which was due to happen 22nd of March uh, sorry 26th to 29th of March has now postponed until October so those are two the sort of two fairly large... I mean we don't go to music messer anymore but music messer used to be uh, a- the biggest event in the calendar outside of nam and probably bigger than nam in its heyday so those are two fairly major things obviously you know italy's closed effectively but this is going to affect i mean it's going to affect an enormous amount of things i feel and our change you know the the change of which or the way that which we subconsciously sort of feel about maybe going to a gig or going to where there are lots of people around is going to take a little a little bit of time to build the trust that we're going to come away without something kind of some sort of illness. I mean, I agree. I, I am slightly reticent to talk about this because I know that the media is kind of hyping it so much. It's like Stormageddon, isn't it? You know, when you have in the the, uh, in the East Coast snowstorms coming in uh, in America, and it's just like the whole world is going to stop. We're not going to be able to feed ourselves. You he's going to dry and then and then it turns out. Actually, it was fine. You know, it was just a light sprinkling. I, do, I think the truth is probably so, somewhere between worst case and best case scenario in, in all of these cases. So, uh, I'd like to get that out there. But I think it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, how we develop as a species because I think we're, our behaviour is likely to change. And, and I know, I mean, Charles, coming to you first. I mean, you're alive. Primarily, a big part of what you do is live gigs and tours, and you've presumably got a whole summer of uh, of them lined up, right?
1: I do. I do. Um, yeah, I, I in fact, I'm going out supposed to go on tour starting like the ninth of April. So less than a month away. Yeah. Well, we do, we do rehearsals and then we're doing, you know, there's no change so far on the tour. Uh, but I, I gotta say I am concerned. Uh, and then our, the big festival stuff starts for me in in mid may. So in may I'm you know, that's not that far away. That's, that's two months away. And you know, the news media is saying, or I should even say the government is saying that, you know, we've got about two months before we can sort of have a bit of a handle on this. So yeah, I'm very concerned. Uh, South by Southwest canceled. That was a big, a big red flag. that's true. That
0: went as well. Yeah. South by Southwest. And
1: and I I haven't checked the news because I've I've been teaching all morning. I haven't checked the news yet, but uh, is something happening with Coachella? Have you
0: heard uh, about that? I did. Say, I saw something um, about that. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a ton. I mean, I think um, as Lady Attitude says in the chat room. I mean, you know, statistically, it's not, it's not as big an issue as you know, sort of some of the things that happen regularly into the human race, colds, flu, you know, whatever. It's the, but the the thing is, it's a confidence issue now because now the economics of it come into play and the way that it all works. I, Steve, you wanted to come in there as well, sorry. Um.
2: Well, yes. I mean, I, I was just going to uh, add something to what you just said, Nick, about it being a confidence thing. Because at the moment, the the uh, data that we have about the, the virulence of the uh, coronavirus, it looks bad, but it's it's maybe not even as bad as SARS was predicted to be. And, and although coronavirus is a variation of uh, SARS. But there was something I wanted uh, to mention, uh, seeing as you brought up South by Southwest, there's... Um, I just wanted to mention a little bit of the story for a friend of mine, a woman called Helen, who has an act called Dog in the Snow. They're signed to Bella Union, and she was uh, going out to South by Southwest and only discovered on the media that the the festival had been cancelled. So that was a bit of a blow, but it was the knock-on effect of South by Southwest, which was... Uh, really very disappointing for her because she had she wasn't just going to get on a plane from Gatwick to Austin and do that show and then come back there was a whole load of other activity that was arranged in uh, the U.S. including uh, going to another festival that was happening in New York City called um, New Colossus I think it's called the issue for her was to get the as a a British citizen, to get the uh, visa to go and play um, in the US at all, it was pretty straightforward to get it through uh, playing at South by Southwest. So she was Able to achieve a B visa, but that once everybody knew that South by Southwest wasn't going to happen, there was a big question mark on whether she was going to be let into the country at all to ah, go and do all, change, all the yeah. other things that was it, yeah to do all the other things that were still going on. So the turbulence hmm. that this has caused um, for her and, and other musicians who are in the the same uh, boat is really uh, quite enormous. And and at the moment, it seems like that the the biggest effects of the coronavirus, at least in this part of the world, has been on people's wealth rather than their health, if you know what I mean. So now that trip was completely disrupted. There was a hit financially for her. The gigs weren't played. The meetings weren't had. So what happens next? That money's got to be recovered in some way. Um, And what about those business connections that weren't made? What about, you know, just the knock on effects of not having had that trip? It's really unquantifiable at the moment it's difficult um, i mean it's luckily- hard it's,
0: it's hard to discuss this without kind of engaging in the in the sort of the the, the 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 projection and the potential of what's happening i mean i think you know as we see you know that things change so rapidly day by day And think you know we're not you know we don't know the next big show is super booth uh i don't know whether or not that's going i can't comment on that i mean i really hope so but then again i don't really want to get on an airplane i don't mind being in berlin but being in in a in a kind of closed tube is the thing that I'm not so comfortable with, just purely because yeah. there's there's nothing I could do yeah. if there's some, if if somebody is ill on that, it's very likely I might get it, and I don't. I'm sure I'd be okay. I mean, it's not very nice, but I don't really want to be quarantined somewhere I'm I'm no, unfamiliar with for two weeks, particularly either. Yeah. And I think that's one thing then- that affects the confidence as well. So.
2: I, I think that's absolutely right, Nick. And that, that actually is the, the the biggest consideration of all, it, it, at the moment at least. It's that you might end up in a different part of the world and then um, be quarantined. So what do you do and, uh, at that point? Could, can you afford to stay in a hotel? Do you sleep on the streets? Do you sleep yeah, at the airport? I- what about if you're traveling with young children? Um, Or what about if you're traveling with a band and you're you're the person who's paying for the band and they were scheduled to be paid for three days and now it looks like they're going to be out of of action for two weeks or whatever. It's um, a a really... um, you know, a huge hit for confidence. Uh, one thing, I, luckily, the the virus hasn't affected my work at all yet. Um, the gigs that I had over the last few weeks have all uh, gone on and nothing's looking like it's going to be cancelled yet. However, um, the meetings that were planned uh, for this week in London and from here on, they have been cancelled. And it seems like oh. the biggest issue is with the the bigger companies in central London, they're not doing uh, external meetings anymore. They basically close mm. that down. And that's a consideration um, for the foreseeable future. There's no actual stipulated end to this. It's like a sort of self-imposed quarantine, self-isolation, but on a corporate level. That's going to be an interesting one to watch. Well, I,
0: I, on a positive note what we're doing here is entirely continuable. You know, the fact that we communicate and we regularly use new technology to move things around, the fact that we're putting stuff on YouTube so people can consume it if they decide to stay in or whatever it may be. I I think in some ways, you know, what we may well see is the adoption of technology by people who haven't actually maybe used it so much because they're going, oh, I didn't realise you could do this and I've tried it for the first time and actually this is kind of cool. Maybe we'll see a lot more kind of online collaborations, maybe we'll see a lot more kind of things, maybe we'll see Some events that are happening in an online st- uh, space rather than a physical space, or happenings, or whatever you want to call them. I mean, I don't know what you know. F- concentrations of like-minded people, so they could be a really positive thing, and it might actually kind of, in in a way, bring create lots more communities as a result. And I, so I'm, I'm trying to think of the positive side of it. I, d- I don't want to dwell too much on on the kind of bleak outlook because we can only, like I say, we can only really kind of uh, project and if you're if if like me you're kind of probably a bit concerned you have got family or whatever you it's not it, it's hard to see a positive outside of any of that stuff i know charles i don't know if you wanted to come back in there
1: yeah i was going to say it, it, the wisest words my my father ever told me is this too shall pass <laughs> you know the good and the bad it all <laughs> passes so yeah it may seem kind of bleak but it will pass it it's it is kind of going to suck for a while because it is confidence. I mean, the the Western economy certainly are, for better or worse, are built on confidence. You know, a lot of the, a lot of recessions are caused by not not because of any real thing other than people just losing confidence, and suddenly everything goes pear shaped. So, the same thing is happening in the music industry. It's just because people are going to be scared to go to a show, and and you know, we but we've weathered it. We yeah, and it, and know.
0: also, if there is an alternative, let's explore those. You know, let's do that instead yes. for a bit. You know, and maybe it'll change things. And so, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of confident that that it might bring the whole of society into the technological advancements that some of the more early adopters have perhaps been enjoying for for, for a while. So that could be a positive thing. Anyway, like I mm-hmm. said, so I don't want to I don't want to kind of go on about because it, it does feel a little not scammer, but contributing to the hype. And I I, I was trying to. I'm not going to, you know, pretend that I'm any kind of medical expert or make any kind of advice, you know, do what you got to do and stay safe and all of those things. But I think the, the, the kind of societal aspects are going to be quite interesting for a while. So let's mm-hmm. let's move on. Is that all right? Everybody said their piece. I didn't want to kind of uh, dwell on it for too long. But it, 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 again, it's the elephant, another elephant in the room that has to be dealt with. I think that's that's just, you know, it's affecting stuff that we do it's better
1: than last week's elephant.
0: Yes, I think so too. (laughs) It's a circumstantial rather than yeah. Um, So uh, let's get on to uh, let's have a look at this. This is the uh, new Intelligel One Year Multi Effects Module. That's really loud. <laughs> That's much louder. Like, I thought I had a, I I had a <laughs> fader for that. Um, this is quite interesting, actually, because, A, it's it's a tiny little thing, and it's it's uses this new sort of 1U format, which is like a strip that goes either above or below or in between the, the regular uh, uh, 3U sort of Eurorack uh, slots. And it's a, it's a really interesting idea. Intelligel are really pushing this. They make a lot of uh, modules for that format, and they also make cases for that format, which are kind of cool. And uh, this is the multi-effects one, which has uh, reverb, delay, and chorus. I think with a clockable input, so you can actually sync it to some stuff. And it's like one hundred twenty-nine bucks. It's pretty cheap, I would say. It seems cheap, and and. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the video. The reverb sounded really good, and it just—it seemed like a really nice thing. But also the fact that they're sort of pushing the 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 Eurorack format, which has been so this, much the same thing for such a long time. I'm talking about you know the space it fits in. I I don't know. I, I I liked. I've got some Intelligel stuff. I think I I reviewed the um. Gosh, I can't remember what it was called now, but. Uh, I really enjoy that stuff. Um, Steve, I'll come to you first because you've got a rack of stuff behind you. I mean, I don't know if you've got any Euro rack in your life, but there's sort of, you have cables and patching Mr. and 3.5 mil jacks, <laughs> So it's close enough.
2: This is <laughs> a, um, it's a Roland system. 100 M. Yes. That, um, Lucky I've had, you. had for a while, which, which is, it's just a, a, a lovely thing. And I've actually, I think I had it uh, set up like this last time I was on the show. This is um, plugged into a, a Beringer neutron. And, Combine the two together, and you can you know demolish buildings with it. It's it's such a big sounding thing. Do so they all use thirty uh, three
0: forty um, VCO chips? Because the System One Hundred M is thirty three forties, I think, and the and the uh, the Neutron is thirty three forties, and they do sound lovely. I have to say,
2: uh, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, they do sound really good. Um, yeah, I, I have a um, quite a lot of rack stuff as opposed to Eurorack stuff. So the thing that I like most about uh, this unit was the return to uh, items straight into a rack. You know what I mean? Where we, you a rack, it's all fine once you've got it set up, but it can be a little bit fiddly, especially if you're moving stuff around. But I do quite a lot of, um, of of shows, basically, and it's so handy if you can just take an effects unit and stick it into a flight case with a rack inside it, pick it up. Bob's your uncle and then um, it's really easy to transport around plus also I think it looks kind of cool it reminds me a little bit of when I was a kid I'd go and see band this is in the 80s go and see bands play and you'd have a guitarist not not standing in front of an amp but standing in front of what looked like a studio rack of effects yeah which was just kind of cool um so I really like that, and it also it reminded me uh, from the eighties. There was a series of um, effects that Boss brought out called, I think, just the Mini Rack series, Ooh. and they were similar size. They were like one U. You can get a tray, and you can stack them next to each other in a, in a very similar way to this one, and um, they sounded great. They were about the same kind of price, although you know, hundred quid was a lot more in the eighties than it is now. So I, I really I enjoy this. There's one. Uh, this shape thing, but it's one other thing I, I want to throw in, which is for someone like me who does most of his work in the box, so to speak, there seems to be something about an external uh chorus unit that i i, I particularly really love I mean there's some great uh software choruses, but nothing really that comes as close to sounding good as this, which is something I've got out of the rack to show everybody Oh yeah, this is um yeah as you can see that it's the boss uh dimension c pedal that i got in 1987 with my uh, pocket money yeah and i think think Boss is very
0: good condition now you haven't even (laughs) chipped the paint off the corners
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i i i kind of thought that if i could you know just plug my guitar or synthesizer into this it could give me instantly the sound of the cocktail twins which was a really big deal to me when i was 16 so um so i've kept it very pristine but um it's a gorgeous thing. And I think the boss have recently uh, brought out a, a new version of this, having not had it on the market for a very long time. And I would just recommend to everybody just get a listener to this if you if you possibly can. It's a gorgeous thing. And also completely analog as well. Ah, mm-hmm. no, neat.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? I think um, there's because a, a number of people are making – uh, Eurorack versions of effects pedals, uh, specifically uh, Earthquaker. In fact, Ed did a review of the Earthquaker. Uh, Forgotten what it was called now, but it uh, uh, underneath, and it sounded bloody great. But that started life as a pedal, and I think I think there might be life in. You know, because the guitar, uh, the guitar pedal market. I mean, while it's still buoyant, I'm sure it could do with a new audience. And perhaps if they just stick them all in Eurax, then we'd be we golden um, for a lot of people. Yeah. There was a bit of it. There are people who do that, don't they? They convert from from one to the other and stick them in uh, Eurax and just put the knobs on the front and change the case. I guess you'd have to change the power supply. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, well, I know a lot of people who mix live and in, in the studio, and they they have like a, a guitar effects board you know it's just all those mini pedals and stuff like that and they just use that as their effects rack you know because especially with things like big sky obviously they'll use a lot of that stuff you know any of the strideman yeah pedals but i mean not to get too far away from the subject that we're supposed to be talking about which is the the intelligent thing um i i would love something like that that'd be great live and in the studio i i want to take like I want to be able to take, you know, my big sky and my memory man and stuff like that with me live, but it, they're just—it's all a little bit too big. I and mean, my my memory man deluxe is just—you know—it's it's, it's yeah, a big yeah. unit, you know, twenty four volt supply. You know, like who needs that? why twenty four volts? Whatever. I am sure there is someone out there who's going to correct me, but uh, you know, so it's like it's hard to get supply. I'd love to have something like this, just put it in, in a rack. That'd be great. I'd Actually, have like three or four of them.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the thing that looks kind of. Cool. Uh, where is it? I've got it here. Yeah, they've got the web page here because it's a tiny little thing. It's only got one blinky light, which I think is a big mistake. I think they should have put a couple more on there just for the you mm. know just for this cosmetic appeal. <laughs> but the other thing that's kind of interesting is the uh, these these cases, the uh, performance cases, which have got the sort of one new stuff. So Intelligel do these. These look. I really like this kind of new idea as well. I know uh, Make Noise do one that's in the middle, but it's designed for a sort of CV bus. I don't think it's quite the same mm. thing. But I, I really like the fact that they're forging ahead with this kind of thing. Obviously, you can put it up, I guess, whichever way you want, depending on where you put the handle. But it seems yeah. to make sense on the top, this idea that you've got all... I think there's... A, were there a couple of pictures of... Yeah, of this like going having, on. Like
1: having a case with the, with these in there and then having some of the uh, Eventide modules, like, um, is it Susan Chani? Or, I can't remember who it was. This, who's who's the big Buchla player?
0: Uh, Susan Chani, right? Suzanne Chani, yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, she, I think she has some... Eventide uh, the new uh, what, what's that pedal? The H nine hundred or, gosh, I'm drawing a blank yeah. today. But whatever their, uh, their little pedal is. Th- yes, yeah, so I know what you mean. Yeah, so they the, they made her some uh rack versions, and she uses like two of those. So having like two of those, having like three of these. I'm things, se- these I'm sensing
0: Chicky that this could be a gateway for you Euro yes. as an effects <laughs> rack.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because want to be careful I, I there. Knew, I'm not really into modular synths, but I <clears throat> I do like the form factor of it. I just don't like non-recallable sounds, and I don't like patch... I mean, I, I had my grandmother and my Matrix Brute, and there's a couple of things over there that, that I can plug cables into, but I, just, I, don't, ever, I don't ever do it because I just think, ah, it's such a faff, you know? I just I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm just going to use <laughs> make presets and save those you know, I love physical keyboards and I, I love everything in the box in the same way I mean not just in the box as in on the computer but every, everything in the box as in, in a synth so I just I like that I like that feeling you know knowing I could just pick up this one thing albeit heavy and walk away with it and it's got the sound I want but having that as uh, like an effects rack like that that would be fantastic
0: yeah, it's interesting. Actually, I, I was going to post something. Uh, sorry, Steve, you want
2: to come in because I just—I'll—I'll I'll I'll mention that. Oh, in a um, second. well, know, Actually, I—I I, I was just going to build on what um, Charles was saying there. But if there are any instrument or effects unit manufacturers listening to this, I just like to appeal to them: Can we just have more synths and more effects that fit into a regular nineteen-inch? You rack. Do you know what I mean? And maybe just rewinding by 10 years. It would just make my life so much easier. I could just stick it into one of my flight cases, do the screws, maybe put the power supply in a little separate box, walk off, and then I can get on any train and, and any plane maybe one day soon, and um, and that's it. And it would be just so much easier, and you, you'll get my money.
0: Yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean. Well, it's desktop. Desktop has become the thing because, you know, everybody's um, – Occasional users, they're not necessarily Require kind of industrial Scale racking of their uh, their Habit or their profession, I suppose That's where, and that's where the market kind of Lies a little bit um, Yeah, yeah. I I, I I kind of get Where you're coming from, I definitely get free from it I was going to bring up, just quickly, because there was uh, We shot this thing at Synthfest And I got one of these coming, actually For some reason my volume isn't working And I don't know why Should be Oh, this has got loads of ads on it. because oh, yeah. we filmed all- So this it's is a cool new tech, uh, which I've got coming next week. So those are the same that are in the XD. Absolutely. Ooh, and the modulation effects. So you've got three stackable effects. Because the XD effects are peachy. I have to say. So. Korg NTS one. Uh, we may have spoken about this. I can't. I can't remember. My memory sort of failed me because it was a while back. Uh, but the uh, the little Korg NTS uh, New tech NTS, which has got a digital synth in it. Which is, but to my the thing that's really interesting is this ninety nine buck, uh, you know, ninety nine quid. But it's got the three effects units from the Mini Log XD, and the effects on the XD are really really good. So uh, I'm going to try and uh, incorporate that into some content for to for all you folks who are going to be sitting at home one twiddling your thumbs. But uh, that's another th- a great bit of effects, and that's another potential thing. Uh, although, again, Steve, it doesn't really fit into either your rack or into <laughs> 19-inch rack in terms of it. Really it's just, no. yeah, that's it. you need no. to Velcro it onto the lid of your 19-inch rack, maybe. That would be the way to uh, to incorporate that, possibly.
2: I did, I did notice, actually, um, just looking at this before we came on air, uh, it's self-assembly but they make a really good big point of it doesn't require soldering. And that, that's a godsend, you know, I'd mean, th- it's, it's a really nice together, thing to I put. Think, yeah. but that's right. Like, like it's better to put it together than a piece of, like a piece of Lego, I suppose. Cause I remember when I had a soldiering iron, if I would I've been banned from having a soldiering iron in this house <laughs> just because uh, do you I, keep I, leaving on it hand, on the kitchen I, table and stuff? That you should see our carpets—it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, and, and as a kid, I've got scars on my hands from pulling <laughs> apart stuff as a kid. When I was a kid, I mean, the, the stories I could tell, but won't. So just seeing the fact that it's self-assembly, but no soldiering and it's what I think it's coming in at just over a hundred pounds. I think it is. I w- Yeah, it makes me wonder. That, that, that I wonder.
0: Yeah, I wonder how much gets saved in not having it be snapped together by somebody in the factory and stuck in a box, because it still has to be stuck in a box. It's only, I wonder how much money actually, or whether it's more of a sort of f- uh, conceptual thing that it's, it's do-it-yourself, kind of. I don't know, interesting, because yeah. there's always so an we, opportunity to get it wrong and break it. This
1: sounds like <laughs> it might be a replacement for my chaos pad, you know, if I if I can have some... Decent sort of analogy sounding delays and stuff like that because I, I use a chaos pad a lot. I have a chaos pad three, and it's definitely on its last legs. And the thing that's
0: real, it's really good for is massive ambient modulated reverbs.
1: It's really uh, good at those. That, I'd love that kind of thing. That's yeah. that's my favorite. sound. Like, I mean, I don't like almost anything modulated, including the source. <laughs> you know, everything through a slight tape wobble. Love it. But Perfect. Um, but. Yeah, but I, I love delays like that. That's why I like Valhalla, Valhalla Shimmer so much because it's just beautiful modulation reverb. Oh, so gorgeous! But now so I spot nice. it on everything I listen to.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. I think I, was it me that introduced you to that one by putting it on my yeah, mixer? I, I do <laughs> beg <was>. your pardon.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so okay. No, I love it. it. I absolutely love it. It's it's. I use it live. It's great
0: excellent uh well i think we should probably now uh take a moment just to uh run the competition from our friends over at isotope so uh take a drink of tea and do what you
1: need to do building on a 17-year legacy in audio mastering ozone 9 brings balance to your mix with never before seen processing for low end real-time instrument separation and lightning fast workflows powered by machine learning Expect lower CPU usage and shorter startup times with Ozone 9 compared to Ozone 8. Experience fluid metering in a fully resizable environment that lets you track the most subtle details of your audio. Use more plugins at once, mix while you master without worrying about slowdowns or dropouts. And immerse yourself in a smooth, modern experience designed to keep you in your creative flow. As you can see, Ozone 9 is the fastest way to get your master off the ground. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to check out our other videos and head to isotope.com to learn more about mixing and mastering and to download your free trial of Ozone 9.
0: Indeed you can. We thank them for uh, uh, providing the prize for this week's show. In fact, we have, uh, well, here it is. If you want to win a copy of Ozone 9 Advanced, that's the advanced version. So it's quite the swankiest you can buy from them. Uh, we're looking for the hashtag mix and master as one word and the hashtag Ozone 9, the number 9. To at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. It's it's basically a Twitter competition. So the hashtag mix and master as one word. The hashtag ozone nine number nine to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And if you tweet that business, you will uh, be entered into the competition and picked by the random supercomputer um, process that I have. What I have. Design. Um, so uh, we also have a winner for last week because uh, last week uh, we ran. Uh, they were giving away a copy as well. So we have somebody called Laxed, L A X T at Laxed official. Uh, and so if you want to get in touch, Laxed official at Laxed official, you are the recipient of the war uh, the the prize of Ozone 9 Advanced from episode six hundred and nine, which was last week. So uh, what do we have next? Where have we got to? Uh, we got to that. We got the new tech. We, uh, yeah, we did that one. Ah, here we go. Let's In music,
1: we talk so much about beat making that the term has come to mean the entire process of producing an instrumental backing track with bass lines, chords, and maybe even vocal hooks or chop samples. But at the core of beat making is still the beat, the drums. Programming drum beats is often square one in making a beat, and if you're just getting started, it can even be an oh, let so let's get on So this is essentially even the simple act of loading a different reason. and beat our beats feel?
0: Which is a really interesting idea. But let's dive into representation to see
1: what's going on. And how we can start exploring ourselves.
0: ourselves. visually is that is what you can, can lock onto each pattern. of the Actually, voices that maybe plug to your con or your other voice. There
1: four channels on front panel for kick drums and it'll just come
0: up with variants and it just seems like it, it, they're using sort of AI and a kind of visual process the idea you could if you like the kick pattern but not the rest you drop a pin in and then you move the map around and maybe you find a hi-hat pattern in that and it, it's, it's a really interesting visual paradigm a way of controlling sort of what is under the hood some AI stuff algorithms and uh, one of the things that came up according to a recent uh, report by Technavio this is in their own blurb so I mean we take it with a slight pinch of marketing salt uh, leading technology and research advising advising advisory company the global music and production software market is estimated to grow by nine percent a- annually with the use of ai and automation a key trend in the music production process so i mean although reason is a very specific thing uh, and you can only get this in the standard version of reason you can't get it into the in the reason light which would be a real shame because i think they'd sell a lot of reason lights just to get hold of this whereas 300 quid just to get hold of this might just be a bit of a stretch for some people uh, available in reason 9. i know uh, charles when i set the topics out you said oh i have something to say on this and i know because Yoad said, oh, I really I really rate it. Uh, I've got loads to say on it as well. So it's obviously struck a bit of a chord. So thumbs up from you then, right?
1: Two thumbs up, in fact. I I, I love it. I just got it uh, last week, week and a half ago, whenever like, – I think it only came out a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I, I had a – so I, I had reason when it was 2.5, and I kind of stopped updating it after 4.0. And then I updated again when it went to nine because I had a bunch of old sample libraries that I just, I didn't want to lose access to. And um, then when I saw this this beatmap thing, I did the upgrade to 11. And I just, man, I love this. And so there's that and there's the MIDI out is the other thing that's, uh, that's quite amazing with that. So you can use, you know, beatmap to trigger external... Devices and everything. I mean, it, it works great.
0: Um, I just pipe the out to I external it, MIDI, right? Okay, yeah,
1: cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it works. works fantastically, and the, the one of the things I like about it is okay. So I was I downloaded a few weeks ago. I downloaded uh, Captain Beat, which I think is great. Captain Beat, Captain Chords, and captain melody i think is the other one that i got like a package deal and it's great because if you have a song that you're working on and you just want like a quick beat boom, it's there but i used to like agonize over drum beats you know just i would go okay to get, i gotta get this beginning of a song i gotta get it right until so i want the groove to be just right and I'm, just, I'm just spending and the bell and all of that
0: stuff yeah yeah yeah, totally, yeah. it just
1: it's like it was it was consuming and then I remember I was listening to a lot of the music that, well, that I generally like and then, and the and the beats with it, and most of it, you know what, the beats are neither here nor there. I mean, they're just there to, and I don't, honestly, I don't think people care that much about, did you use a 909 with a little bit extra grit, or a little less grit, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And so I just, I mean, I know beat, beat map doesn't do sounds, it's a player. But, you know, just all the minutiae I was agonizing over about well, if drums. if you remove
0: some of um, it, then it gives you time to think about whether you want to use that extra grit on the 909 for the for the dots. Exactly, and exactly.
1: Yeah. And the, this this thing working on algorithms is great. So it's not like a random generator. It's actually working on algorithms. And uh, I've, I've used it on probably three different client tracks now, and the results have been fantastic. It's great, you know, and I can do little variations here and there. Track it into just MIDI and go through and edit something specific if I, if it is really nagging at me. But it, I have yet to, I mean, I have tracked stuff in, but I didn't end up changing anything. Um, so how, and, how do you do you know, builds
0: and and, and 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 kind of you know the, the the complexity growing? Do you automate those parameters or do you would you, you then can. just print and print and print and then cut between the versions?
1: No, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. I just I just write in the automation that you dial in the density of it of uh like say for instance on the kick drum i mean i I don't change the density of that too much but maybe at the end of the phrase i would but Ah, the snare the hi-hat and the and the percussion track just draw density when it goes back to a verse it goes back down a bit more and then slowly build up in the middle eight you know like standard pop song arrangements but yeah it works great I, i i'm I am resold on how. Uh, that sounds almost like a pun. I resold on reason. I I, I I like reason. I think it's is kind of has always been my sort of go-to for, you know, in the box sort of synthesis and drums and stuff like that. But wow, this is this is great. I love this thing. I, I Ableton has done some things kind of like that, but nothing nothing this good this is really good and it's i think it's a worthwhile a worthwhile update i don't i don't know how much how much it is what is it like 599 to buy the full version
0: uh well or it's th- three about 300 quid 309 quid gets you the standard which has uh this in it which has yeah yeah which has this, this functionality, but it's the it's the the, the cheapest version you could buy. Uh, beatmap it, it comes in at the standard, which is three oh nine to buy outright. I mean, I guess there are going to be loads of upgrades, you know, yeah. depending on where you I think,
1: are. I, think, I don't think the upgrade was that expensive. I think it was. Uh, I and this really sounds kind of uh, music business at least to me, but I don't actually remember how much it was. I just did it. Um, I think it's like it was 100, a dollars
0: 50 pounds but from the functionality you're getting you're kind of you are
1: you're rocking yeah and i always i always go for full versions of things just because you know if a if a client is bringing in a file and i don't want to i don't want to have a lower version than what they have i mean because they're they're paying me so that money has to become kind of apparent somewhere yeah um yeah so i've got the full version of it and i i do love it and and the fact that i can access my old sample library is really nice too but yeah it's great and the the kong drum machine it's it's solid i like that oomph drum machine which is more for dance i mean i do electronic music but i don't do dance electronic and the oomph is more for electronic music uh dance, electronic music but it, it the sounds in that are are great and you know it's i think, Interesting. I, think I think i think it's where i think the beat map is is great and this the midi out is great but the overall update is worth it to me is interesting
0: interesting i don't know uh, steve whether you're a reason user but i mean as a songwriter and also but also a producer and also a dj where you know the, the kind of the beat is king in a lot of ways i mean you need you need to have that but you also need the other aspects that will kind of fill a floor or, or kind of get the audience on their feet or whatever it may be this this uh, yeah I mean, you must be, like me, have spent many hours, if not years of your life, editing hi-hats in the past.
2: (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) Editing drum kits, drum takes from a drum kit, it's just uh, anything not to have to do that. But it's funny you mention that, Nick, because that was something that um, this... Uh, you know, new software facility reminded me of a of a, a production uh, thing that I've done for a very long time, started around the early noughties. We've all done it, I think. Um, so, in the uh, mid to late 90s, when Pro Tools became the Pro Tools that we kind of know and love now, you had the ability to record a drummer and to then essentially edit it so it was in time or, or manipulate yeah, it in right some way, in a way that wasn't. Yeah, that's right. So in a way that wasn't really available before. So there was a lot of uh, players who were against that, the occasional listener, but mainly musicians who didn't like this idea of manipulating live playing in this way. And so it was a bit of a backlash against that. But now, you know, w- we've all kind of used to it. It made me think about something um, on the web page. The vid. There's two videos on the webpage for this um, this facility. Um, there's the first one that just demonstrates the what you can do with the software, but there's the second one where you've got two guys who are putting together what sounds like a, probably some kind of hip-hop tune. And the guy who is sort of taking over the production takes what his mate has done in this AI reason drum part that's, that, it's, that he's put together. And he says something really important. He says, I can take this and I can turn this into something that's more like a song. And it made me realize this is just the modern version of the old production style where we'd manipulate live playing and turn that into the thing that we wanted now what we can do is manipulate uh, computer generated playing um that it's been designed to our specifications uh, and turn it into something new ourselves but the key thing is we're not um we don't have to stick with what the AI has given us. It's just a starting point for our own musical manipulation later on. And and I I do wish that more musicians would kind of realize that this um, computer generated composition, let's call it that, this is not, Command. You're not being told this is what you have to do. This is a starting point for your own uh, manipulation and artistry, just in the same way that we all manipulated and and edited uh, drum kits. Mm. Well, we did now, but when it started sort of 20 years ago. There's there's a fascinating book to do with um, artificial intelligence that I really uh, would like to recommend to everyone. It's called, um, I've written it down here, uh, Prediction Machines by A.J. Gruel. I'll um, I'll, I'll, I'll find a link and maybe tweet it at the end of the show. But it makes a really important point that I think musicians should bear in mind because there's going to be loads more machine learning out there in our um, software from here on. But it makes the point that the the artificial intelligences, intelligences are useful because they're predicting what we might like, but they don't tell us what to do in the end it's our choice whether we use their ideas and whether we manipulate their ideas we're not actually you know being as i said before we're not being commanded to use these um, it, it, uh, our, i get so you. i just,
0: totally get your point bad. it's funny though but we don't have to deal with its ego either don't we? we don't have to pussyfoot around yeah. and go well i really like what you were getting at but if i could just suggest you know you just it's just you don't <laughs> have to deal with that kind of the creative dilemma when you know there, there is you as a producer or someone who's working with other band members or musicians, you know, sometimes you have to yeah. figure out whether or not just to get them out of the room, say what needs to be said so that you can fix it or replace them, you know, or whatever. This, this way you can avoid all of that, but you still use the computer to generate the. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, that, well that, that's right. And, and in fact, if you, if you wanted to keep the drummers in employment, because, you know, some of them are nice people, so I'm told, um, what you could do <laughs> as a producer is, um, you could devise the drum part using the AI, make it to your own specifications, and then present that to the drummer and get them to play it. Do you see? So yeah. you've got play you've the got shape, computer-generated composition. Yeah, precisely, computer-generated composition, but now played by a human being. I think there's, there's a Danish Trusting. act called Skuga. Or oh, it's, 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 my Danish pronunciation is laughable, but it's S K Y G G E. And they uh, released an album a couple of years ago where the compositions, most of them were, were created by computer, but then performed by humans. It's an absolutely uh, fascinating album to listen to. It sounds quite peculiar, but in a really uh, interesting way. And I wonder whether we may see uh, more of that kind of thing as the robots take over. It's quite possible. It was-
0: Yeah,
1: I was going to add in that uh, you can do the very—you don't have to do the very British thing anymore of telling someone their idea is very brave. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can, uh, you can, you can. But I, 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 I think that it. So one of one of the students I was dealing with uh, dealing with one of the students I was teaching earlier today. uh, I'm teaching a a music for film class, and he's struggling because he just can't come up with an idea for this piece that he has to do the assignment and I said you know what you really need is you need a kernel of an idea and you know so I, I told him to go just play you know don't even try to do anything good just play lots of stuff and then you'll find something in there but this to me is like a it's like a kernel generator yeah, and you know you're I mean. not going to go okay like I mean like you said, Steve, it's it's not going to be like you know the the computer spits this out and you go okay now i've got to work with this you know it'll spit that out and you go eh, i don't like that it'll spit out something else and maybe 3 or 4 tries in you go Oh, I hear something in here. I can manipulate a little bit better. Just something
0: and... that fires you off, yeah. I mean, yeah, I totally agree. It's it's it, 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 it causes quite often. It's like the blank piece of paper syndrome, isn't it? you just there and you just go, I have no. This isn't inspiring at all. But then you hear something and it just fires a synapse, and you go, Ah, okay, I'm hearing something. Right, okay, let me have a go. And maybe you know, if you, I'd be interested to see what this is like when you map it up with a load of controllers, whether because you, you can once you get a feel for the the complexities and whatnot, then you might end up with something that's really uh, that. That becomes quite performative,
1: in its own yeah. right. Yeah. And you can, and it will be something that is one of the great things about it too. Is that you can do something that is completely unique. That it will. It's not like you're going to hear this pattern, you know, someone else using this pattern. It, it'll be. It will be something quite unique, because even statistically speaking, what is it? If you have on the on the uh, density, uh, say for instance, if it's so, hundred to hundred twenty-seven different different levels of density over four different knobs, or actually, technically over sort of eight knobs. Uh, God, I, I can't even. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at math. But is, what is that? A hundred? A lot.
0: Well, that's just uh, loads. Of, oh, they've they've got look, yeah. they've got a virtual version. I can play it.
1: Yeah, great. And the different maps are fantastic too
2: the um w- one thing that would be kind of useful for <laughs> one thing that would be kind of useful for DJs as well which maybe will be a few years down the line um would be to take a facility like this but add the ability to analyze incoming music and then determine what would fit with that music if you know what i mean so you could then uh, you could play like a a regular let's say like a tech house tune where rhythmically uh, it, it tends to be quite straightforward, but there'll be nuances within it that if you're mixing... Two oh, and have it analyze again, and respond, out. you mean, right? Yes, precisely that. So That's you could great. you can mix out of one tune into, let's say, beatmap, do your own thing, and then mix from that into another tune that has been sort of tagged in some way that, and so you would know would fit with what beatmap has generated for you. That Ooh, could be an wow, extraordinary okay. thing. And it would take take DJing into a... a, a Got a completely new uh place that's an interesting idea
1: yeah. wow that would be fantastic mm. yeah i would I, I could i could picture uses for that just in the studio alone that'd be fantastic also i put together a lot of mixtapes that are they're not tapes obviously but um of of stuff of music that that i play before concerts that i'm mixing um You know, with a few helpings of my my own music, of course. Yeah, Um, I know. (laughs) Yeah, I like to get the Shazam hits. Uh, But, uh, yeah, something like that. It makes it much easier to mix between a lot of of tracks. Uh, I kind of love that. That's a great idea, man. That is a
0: great idea. You said something there that's uh, just just piqued my interest, which is you know you play some of your stuff before gigs. I mean, obviously, you know there's going to be x thousand of people in that room, and you said about Shazam hits. I mean, do you get feedback for that? Do you know if people have Shazamed your tunes? Is there a way to get that, or are you just uh, a um, figure of speech?
1: I, I well, it's sort of figure of speech. But the thing is, after whenever I do that, I notice that on like Bandcamp, my album sales go up. You know, so it's like after after every big show I do, and I always will play my own music before a show (laughs) because Ah. it's it's up to me. So yeah, why not? A little shameless self promotion. You want to you want to
0: go careful there because someone will probably monetize it and actually charge you for the rights to be able to
2: play your tunes before a show. But yeah,
1: probably so. Yeah, um, Charles,
2: Charles, do you um do you fill in a form for the PRS as well? Do you do that?
1: I I don't do that. Uh, the tour manager do, takes care of all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, my my stuff is all PRS. So
2: mm. yeah, I'm and just I, wondering I, I whether there that. may be a, another income stream there for you. Oh, um, that's a good idea. A I,
1: I think you may. I may be onto something. I need to. I need to have. I believe in the idea of having multiple revenue streams. Yeah. That's well, we one all of have best to, yeah, to, yeah. Survive yeah. to survive
0: just, get just to survive. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, interesting. Okay. Well, a that's, day a,
0: day. that's an interesting thing to end on. We've actually got to five o'clock. I don't know if anybody wanted to check out the uh, live in VR thing, or whether you're busy. Do we have time for that, or do you need to get off just before we? Uh... Uh, what time is it? It's five to five. Five to five. Uh, really time I'm
1: probably okay, then. but we, but remember, we do need to come up with a good show title.
0: <laughs> we do. Well, I was I was the show title was kind of heading towards about hurting AI feelings somehow. So at the moment, it's yeah. don't hurt the AI's feelings, but uh, yeah, the AI drummers, I don't know, something along those lines. Something uh. to do with AI drummers and hurting their feelings kind of idea yeah. for a title so maybe very, maybe, we maybe we could maybe we could leave that to that so we'll save that for next week because who knows i mean the other thing the who other knows. downside of it, you know this this whole world situation is people are not releasing an awful lot of stuff so news is thinner on the ground so perhaps we'll save some of that till next week we'll leave it in the bank as it were because i think it's, it's quite time an interesting to make
1: thing. music and, and it's been all our, we should spend all of our time inside making music right now yeah while we and can what,
0: and watching Sonic State videos, obviously. But yes, absolutely. In between,
1: <laughs> that's a given. That's a given.
0: Though. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, uh, thank you very much, chaps. I think we'll probably wrap it up here. Um, uh, that was uh, obviously Sonic Sonic Talk six hundred and ten. So yes, another uh, uh, s- magic number. I don't know All what six ten seems like. It it's should a, have some relevance. Is there was there is, an even tied uh, device? Was there a harmonizer?
1: No, there's a uh, the UA six UA six ten.
0: Ah, preamp.
1: Yeah, preamp. Oh, I, we have, I have one right there.
0: Right, there we go. So, we'll, we'll name it too, after too the. Too bad yeah. you
1: can't do a show. You can't do a show of uh, V seventy two because if you could, I'd be really happy because I got a V seventy two right next to it.
0: <laughs> ah, okay. We we missed our chance. I don't think you were there at show seventy two. Um, no. But our paths hadn't crossed by that time. But thank you very much for for joining us, everybody. Uh, Steve, thank you um, for, for dialing in. It looks like your four Gs held up. So, a nice switch over there. It's very pretty- seamless.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good here. It's on the top of the supermarket, which is just over the back. Um, that's not interesting at all. I don't know why I'm telling you that, but it is working. So
0: <laughs> yeah, we <go>. excellent. <laughs> well, thank you, Steve. I hope you've got a good week lined up and, uh, and lots of productive things and and whatnot. So, uh, yes, much appreciated. And Cheers. And good luck with the launch of your website. If it is indeed next week, do yes. tell us. I mean – do send yes, us a I definitely drop will. Drop us a line and we'll, we'll uh, put something in the news about it, of course. Uh, and oh, also, Mr. Charles Chickie Reeves, thank you for joining us too. Uh, I know uh, you've been busy today. and uh, how's, how's your material going? Aren't you writing a new album? Did I hear that?
1: Um, I am. I've got a lot of songs already, uh, and I'm taking a break to do the sample library stuff um, until Friday, and then I'm going to pick back up on it again. But I should have something coming out hopefully by mid-May. Hopefully. Right, excellent well that's excellent. awesome pushing ahead it'll be the chickencocoa.com thing so excellent if, if well uh, a, once again no, no, shameless I self-plug there
0: well that's entirely <laughs> reasonable to assume uh, obviously with no money changes hands but uh, there's no you're perfectly welcome to promote your product and uh, and what have you. So uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, We'll just say uh, that's the end of the show. Uh, Thank you very much for watching. That was uh, Sonic Talk episode 610. We'll see you all next week, hopefully. And while you're out there, um, stay safe and healthy and all of those things, and uh, we will see you next time. Wash your hands. Thanks for watching. Yeah, wash your hands. Don't forget that. See you later, guys. Thank you very much indeed. Bye-bye now.